your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is Rant EM Radio. You know when they said they said Jim Cornette you're suspended. You know what I did? I called my mother and mama said don't worry about it. Take a few days off. Go down to the condo in Waikiki Beach. Soak up some sun. The corporate attorneys will take care of everything. And lo and behold, I was having lunch down there with Don Ho and the call came. Said come on back. You're unsuspended. And Tony, as a special surprise, I brought you back a genuine Hawaiian flower lay. And I want you to take real good care of this. That's probably the only lay you'll ever get. Now let me tell you something. They said, you know, give a little, get a little. Okay, so I was suspended, so we had to pay the fine. But that's okay, because you know what a fine is to me? That's a phone call home to mama. They said we had to give the belts back. Well, you know what? That's okay, too, because everybody knows who the real champions are. Lover boy Dennis and beautiful Bobby the Midnight Express. But what the important thing is, is that Ronnie Garvin, we made you a promise. We made you a vow, and we did what we said we were going to do. We said we were going to put you out, and we did it. We said that we were going to mess your face up real, real bad, and we did it. We said your goose was cooked, and it was, brother. And that is exactly what we said, and that's exactly what we did. Ronnie Garvin will never be the same again. But you know, the shame of it all is the fact that Big Bubba got ripped off in the situation with Dusty Rhodes in the bunkhouse stampede because I came to ringside direct from Hawaii to be with him. And Jimmy Crockett, that idiot, that tightwad, that goof, sent me back. I wasn't there to guide the man on to victory, and that's why he lost that match. That's why he lost, That's huh? why he lost, because I wasn't allowed to keep an eye on the referee to make sure there wasn't nothing funny going on. But don't worry, Dusty Rose, Boston Garden, we got a few surprises for you coming up in April. Big Bubba will take you out, and I want to say something to Jimmy Garvin. You know something? Everything that we said we were going to do to Ronnie, we did, and it came off just according to plan. The only thing I didn't count on was gorgeous Jimmy Garvin feeling sympathy for that goof brother is. Well, let me tell you something, Garvin. You know they say blood's thicker than water. Well, I know what's thicker than blood, and that's sap, and that's what you are, Jimmy Garvin. You're a sap. You're an idiot. You're a goof. You're a moron because you were on the good side of the Midnight Express, and you ruined that. You turned turncoat. You turned traitor. Well, you made your bed, Jimmy Garvin, and now you're going to have to lie in it. Precious, you probably made a lot of beds, darling. Well, you're going to have to lie in this one, too. You stay away from me, or I'll knock you out just like I did Baby Doll and all the rest of them get in my way, and I'm going to tell you one more thing. As far as this cage match goes with me and Ronnie Garvin, that was another stipulation. I had to sign the contract. He had to sign the contract so I could come back. But believe me, Ronnie Garvin, you and me in a cage, it may be signed, but it ain't never going to take place, brother. You believe that because that's a promise. I'm not crazy, and I ain't getting in a cage with Ronnie Garvin. And right now, my man Big Bubba is going to show you his championship form as the rightful bunkhouse stampede champion, what he should have been if it wasn't for the fact that Jimmy Crockett entered in the conspiracy to rip me off again and take away his $100,000. We're going to tear this guy's up right now. Believe it.
That's right! That's right! Tuesday night, I said, I said, I said, Tuesday night, August 10th, 2021, episode 698, you heard that right, 698 is live! Across the airwaves of Rant Entertainment Media, RantEmRadio.com, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Napster, LimeWire, MySpace, Friendster, Google+, Black Planet, Match.com, Plenty of Fish, Tinder, we're, all, we're on all those, uh, all those sites. Anyways, it's another Tuesday night, we're live, like I said, we're just two weeks away, not even, okay, not even, 12 days removed, or 12 days away, from, uh, from episode 700, which will take place Saturday, August 21st, right before SummerSlam. I believe we've settled on a start time of 4 o'clock. But, uh, but yes, hello one and all. Once again, welcome to the rant. If you're listening to us live in the chat room, participate in the chat room. If you're listening to us on uh, on the internet, join our Discord server, Radium Radio, hashtag 9233 if you want to call in. Of course, we also got a server. Look for the links on social media. Facebook, Twitter, we're there, we're all over. Double A, as always, being joined by the returning Tony C. Hey, yo. And uh, still... Conspicuous by his absence, the silver one. And this is where Surfer would come in and say, Good evening. But he can't even do that. Oh. That's alright. That's alright. He'll come back soon enough. He'll come back soon enough. Tony C came back, though. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's an interesting week. A lot of things going on, and not only... In wrestling, but on the in the world in general, and uh, I guess let's get right to it. Uh, like I said, um, twelve days from today will be the rants seven hundredth episode. It'll take place Saturday afternoon, August twenty first at four p.m. And uh, we plan to have a lot of fun that day, as we also preview SummerSlam two thousand twenty one. Uh, now, I, 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 Tony C was not here last week. Uh, Tony C, of course, dealing with, uh, uh, with family, uh, problems. I, I mean, I did say that there was a death in your family, but, uh, but I didn't get into specifics. But, um, 
But I will say this. I can say this. Tony C. has been on a Dusty Rhodes wardrobe trip for the, probably about three days now. And uh, he's been making comments on Dusty Rhodes' uh, you know, choice of clothing. Lack of attire at the goddamn pay-per-view. Now, uh, uh, I don't know if it's lack of attire or choice of attire. Choice of attire. Lack of casual, uh, what they call it, business casual attire. He did not dress for a black tie affair is what you're saying. He ain't even dressed for work, if you (laughs) ask me. You wouldn't go to work dressed like that? Hell no. If anybody want a good laugh, go back and watch. The clip of when Eric Bischoff get power bombed and they go back up to Dusty Rhodes. His outfit, what the hell he, he got on? That champion t shirt. Damn jeans. Uh huh. A champion t shirt is not even tucked in, exactly. Partially. Me. It's partially tucked in. Right. And he uh. said. And he throws it to, uh, to Dave Penzer. David Penzer. But then he realizes he's wrong. Uh, I'm sorry. Michael Buffer. I'm sorry. Exactly. That's one of my favorite moments in that entire pay-per-view. Man, when I tell you I laugh my ass off, man. And then Double A goes out of his way later in the week. Well, just to, just today. <laughs> today. Because it was it's the anniversary. Damn near with the same outfit on a year later. No. Was that a year later? Two months later in Sturgis. Two months later in Sturgis. Damn sure. That's the damn dad on the same thing. I think I think he was wearing the same clothes he wore in those uh common man vignettes. Ab- absolutely. Lord rest his soul. But Big Dust He was dressed better at that Ron Simmons and Lex Luger press conference. Yes he was. I think. I think that was the, the peak of Dusty's uh, wardrobe look. You know what I'm saying? Wardrobe, uh, what do you call it? Outfit, you know, situation. Because a lot of them, I see why he was replaced that on on commentary on the com- damn paper. No, but but but. But but I I think I told you I think when Dusty went back to WWE in 2005 he got fined for dressing like a slob. I want to know who was worse him or Foley? Because Foley you know Foley was Foley has a standard like has a standard outfit, sweats and a flannel shirt. Right, Dusty. I don't know what Dusty was thinking with that champion shirt partially tucked in. <laughs> You know, and, and they have glasses on. Exactly. Now here's here's what Tony C was uh, was uh, referring to about. Uh, well, I'm an old man, guys. Hold on. American Bash, and the thing with McMichaels and the Horseman. I'm tell you what. Let's go to the ring. David Pinter, take this. I don't know, man. Take this. Michael Buffer. Go ahead, Michael. I'm sorry. Take it, Michael Buffer. It is. Buffers. Did he say buffers? Uh... <laughs> what is? Let's go to the ring. David Pender, take this. I don't know, man. Take this. 
Michael Buffer. Go ahead, Michael. I'm sorry. Take it, Michael Buffer. No, he just said Michael Buffer. Is that is that a thing in WCW when you had lost four words? Just say, I don't know. I they, in 1996, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Tony. I don't, know. I don't know. I'm Tony Schiavone, Hulk Hogan. You can go to hell. Straight to hell. Hey, everybody was so distraught by Margo. Straight. Well, it's not even that. I think he was. He was still. He was befuddled, uh, speechless. Over Tony Schiavone, well, you know, having so, to go down and check on Eric. Yeah, Luger walked past him and was like trying to check on him. Exactly. I don't know what to say. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what to say. This this thing here now has escalated, if you know what I'm talking about, Tony Schiavone, into a real war situation. That's uncalled for. That's unbelievable. All right, All right I'm going to go down there. Are you? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Tony's going down there right now. So he went down there. <laughs> All Tony did was hop off the uh, the stage there because they they were right yeah. there. Oh, so so double A was the bigger heel turn, and they had two heel turns in in, in two months. First Margo, oh, and on, then Hogan. Which one had the bigger effect? Please. Margo joined the Horseman and Hogan joined the NWO. Dusty Rhodes, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm just saying, man. Margo trades, you know, turning heel. Or Hogan turning heel. Think about it. Lee? What about Dusty turning heel? <laughs> yeah, Dusty. <that's- laughs> But I'm talking about within that two-month period, man. That, that two-month. June, it was, it was Margo. So, okay, now listen, listen to, listen to what happened when Margo did uh, I it's just pretty clo- much the same. It was he, he did. Let me let me go back. I just closed that video. Let me let me go back here. Oh man, Dusty was down there right now. You know, Eric Bischoff. Hold on. I tell you what. We're the big boys playing WCW. So much let has me, been let me said about that point. our situation. People coming and people here going, go. but coming. Here we go. Same line. <laughs> See what I'm saying? See? See? Big Dusto on both of them. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I oh, just realized Hold on. You, you, just, you just missed it. One more what the hell from Dusty Rhodes. Here it comes. Unbelievable. What the hell happened here? <laughs> what the hell happened here? The beautiful thing about, you know, analyzing this stuff, man, you can, you can see stuff like that. And they had the same reaction 
a month later, oh, a little over a month, a little under a month later at Bass City Beach, man. There were, at some point in this in this pay per view, I don't remember where, Dusty calls out Tony for like, "Why are you sitting so close to me?" <laughs> and Tony's like, "You just noticed that? I've been doing it all night." I think. Uh, I know that uh, I know he's he talked about uh, hold on I've played it before here hold on there's a lot of dusty uh, great dusty things in that pay-per-view I mean of course that's the infamous pay-per-view with the woman's bathroom thing but uh, let me let me scan ahead here let me see here let me see here during the sting Steve uh, Steve Regal match uh, he, he had some good ones too Hold on. Let me see here. Let me see. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I, I'm going to fight it here. I'm down from. Well, I think this is the... Hold on. How come... You are sitting so close to me in this boot. I don't know. You just now noticed that it's been happening all night. Look up. God dang it, does. Oh man. God dang. Dusty, Dusty was one of a kind. That's for damn sure. Yeah, he was. And. uh his commentary, yeah, were, his commentary stylings. And double A, you know, I want to get into another, uh, you know, it's the 10 year anniversary of the summer of punk. Okay. I want to uh, do a little, <laughs> I know you have, don't have a lot of love for, what do you call him? I call him Phil Brooks. But, but the Chicago made punk? Yeah. No, I, I really but, don't, uh, but, uh. I, I last week, me and Phil got into it a little bit with uh, CM Punk and things like that, and I, I, I don't get it, and I don't have to like it either. By the way, but, the Chicago made Punk. When you know what I'm saying, he, he, he was a week I from tomorrow he, night, a week from Friday night. By the way, he'll show up in on Rampage in Chicago. For what though? I don't know if he's gonna go to AEW. That's why. He all, all of a sudden he has the love for wrestling again. I guess so. And that's <laughs> where I got a. That's where I got a problem. But whatever. You know. Let me see. I mean. But yeah, hold on. I think I got. I got a good. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, uh... July 14th 
It's a Great American Bash. The Great American Bash, July the 14th. Baltimore is going to be on fire. Two of starts in the middle of the wall game. July 3rd is that one, fans, from Dusty Rhodes. I'm Jim Rawl. So long from St. Petersburg. Said <laughs> the wall game. The wall games. But I queued this up for a very specific reason. Let me see if I can find it. Bear with me. If it's here, I doubt it. Oh, yeah, it is. Hold on. Here we go. I want to I I cue this up for a very, very important reason. And I believe here's that reason. We got one. We got one, baby. summer of punk but I'm talking about the passing of an icon in the business that uh, underrated is underrated is a uh, is an understatement a mullet that will stand the test of time that is was the strongest mullet in wrestling for sure yeah and um, and the man that uh that made the leg drop off the top rope famous. Alabama Jam. The Alabama Jam. Uh, U.S. Tag Team Champion, World Television Champion, World Tag Team Champion with three different partners. And um, was part of two of the most infamous groups in all of wrestling. Um, sad that he's not a WWE Hall of Famer, at least not yet. He never. Oh, he is. He is the. He is the one person. Okay, there aren't too many people, but he is one person in wrestling. Okay, I want you to think about this. He is one of the few people in all of pro wrestling to have been a massive influence on so many, and has never walked in through the doors of the WWE. That's probably why he ain't in. And, um, well, they've let others in that have never been in the WWE. And he's he's beyond deserving. And, of course, if you don't know... father in the Hall of Fame, but beautiful by me. Exactly. Now, for those of you that don't know, I don't know, you'd be living under a rock. But uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton passed away last Wednesday night. The news broke, I think, overnight... It broke like two o'clock in the morning on Wednesday, so into Thursday morning, and it it, it really it took the the wind out of the uh, proverbial sails of the wrestling industry, and it definitely definitely is uh, 
was very sad, very sudden. He was only 62 years old. Of course, Bobby had been in poor health for, for a little while. But a lot of things was, you know, wife, Bobby's wife had died um, just a couple of months ago. And uh, now Bobby uh, himself had passed away. And and there has been, I, nobody has said anything bad about Bobby. There's been a lot said about what a good person he was and things like that. Many people have said things. Um but of course, the, the the one person that knows him the best, okay, is one Jim Cornette. And uh, on Sunday, we played Jim Cornette's tribute to Bobby. Uh, we played four consecutive airings of it. And at the conclusion of tonight's broadcast, we will replay the Jim Cornette experience from this past Saturday night, I believe, in its entirety at the conclusion of tonight's broadcast. So just stick around, and we will replay that show in full for you to hear. But it started off very sad, very somber, of course, for obvious reasons, and he barely, barely, barely could do the intro. Hello, everybody. This is a different kind of... Jim Cornette experience today, and we've already started it once and didn't get this far. Um, it, we're not going to review any wrestling, and we're not going to talk about bullshit, and there's no commercials, and I don't actually know if we're going to finish this at this point. I don't know if we're going to get anything that we can air. I would like to, because I truthfully want to get this over with. And I can't do another podcast in my life without talking about this. So the option was do this or never do another podcast again, which was heavily considered over the last couple of days, rather than do this. But we're going to try... Um, if you're listening to this, then you probably know that Bobby Eaton passed away this past Wednesday night, and obviously everybody, as soon as they got the news, were on social media and etc. And a lot of people were paying tribute to him. But everybody knows that I have a hard time talking about stuff like this with about certain people. And so I wasn't sure exactly what we might do here today. And I'm still not. Um, and that's why Brian Last is here. We'll cut it off there, but as you can hear, you know, he struggled for two hours. So we will rebroadcast that in its entirety. That'll be our tribute to Bobby Eaton. I mean, we really, there's nothing that we can say that will do, uh, do any justice to Bobby. Um, Bobby was one of my favorites growing up. Of course, he was, he was a villain almost the entire time that I was a kid. But uh, 
Oh, and, and and by the way, we kicked off the show playing a Jim Cordette promo because I, I don't. There's no Bobby Eaton promos. Bobby never spoke. So, you know, the very few Bobby Eaton promos that are out there, they're not that good. No, no offense, but Bobby was not a talker. In fact, he was petrified at talking. He hated it. So he did his talking in the ring. And he got, he was fortunate enough to get saddled with one of the best talkers in the history of the business. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's sad. It really was sad. I mean, of all the deaths that have been happening in wrestling over the last, uh, you know, a couple of years, this is definitely one of the harder ones because, um, like I said, nobody had anything bad to say about Bobby. Uh, all the things were positive. So, I don't know. Uh, do you have any Bobby Eaton moments, Tony? That uh... I mean, he was Sir Robert Eaton. Sir Robert Eaton, yeah, that's right. I, I did go back and watch some of those, uh, those, uh, those videos of uh, when um, Steve Regal tried to class him up. Yep. And they were they were quite funny. He took him to a restaurant and um he was like, There's no burgers, there's no french fries here. You know. What do you, what would you like to what would you like to eat, Robert? Ripple? Bear? Anything? You know, he he was he he had a very mumbled uh mumbled voice. He had a, he was a mushmouth, for lack of better terms. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, he, uh, he definitely was one of the kindest people in all of wrestling. Um, I read something that Chris Jericho had posted. Um, he said that he had only wrestled Bobby a handful of times on television and then a handful of times, you know, at a house show. But Bobby was, uh, he talked about how Bobby always carried two bags of ring gear. One was his ring gear. And the second bag was if somebody needed something, an extra pair of socks, a towel, even, you know, Bobby was notorious for bringing a sewing kit. Um, he, um, I think Chris Jericho even mentioned that he always would have, you know, if you wanted a lollipop, Bobby had the kind with and without bubble gum in the middle, all different flavors. A blow pop. A blow pop. Uh, that, that that's who Bobby was and you you could go up to Bobby and ask him for anything and he'd probably have it and would give it to you no questions asked so uh so yeah it was definitely a blow and of course a lot of the uh, a lot of the tag team wrestlers commented on it because you know there is no tag team wrestling really without the likes of Bobby Eaton and um especially a lot of the younger guys the um Cash Wheelers and uh, Dax Hardward, the former Scott Dawson and uh, uh, Scott Dawson and uh, what was this other guy's name of the revival? Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson. They um, they are very much a modern day Midnight Express, and they take a yeah. lot of their um, a lot of their wrestling. Isms, I guess, from the from, from the from the Midnight Express, 
But Bobby, um, Bobby got dealt a bad hand because, you know, Bobby was in the Midnight Express. They had a great run. Then Stan Lane and Jim Crockett had a falling out with WCW, and Bobby opted to stay behind because he needed the paycheck to support his family. And then Bobby really didn't do anything. I mean, in 1991, he was the television champion, but he didn't do anything after the, the Express left. Then in 1992, he got paired with the, with the Dangerous Alliance. But yeah. after, 19, after the end of 1992, Bobby really didn't do anything for a couple of years. Bobby bounced around between WCW, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and ECW. But um, Bobby really, his last big run in WCW was in 1995 with Steve Regal as the Blue Bloods. And that didn't, didn't they win the tag team titles? They too? sure did. I believe. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they beat the Nasty Boys. And, um, but that was Bobby's like last big run. And then Bob was Bobby was just a a utility player because I don't want to use the word jobber for Bobby. It's a little. It's a little. He was enhancement talent. I don't even want to use that because that's kind of a little derogatory. He's a little bit more than enhancement talent. He was a utility player. At that player. point, he wasn't. What was that? He was on the long. At that point, he was enhancement talent along with Greg the Hammer Valentine. People well, like Valentine jobbed a lot. God uh, dang. But but Bobby, I'm, I'm going to give you a good analogy that Jim Cornette did because the match made the rounds this week on the internet. I want to take you back to 1997. Okay, by this point, Bobby was working matches, usually in in a losing effort on Nitro, but primarily wrestling on Saturday Night WCW Pro, Worldwide Wrestling, and Main Event. There was a match in 1997, and this goes to show you. Okay, I'm going to bring up two things about Bobby. That Bobby wrestled Randy Savage in at the probably in the middle part or the end of 1997 on WCW Worldwide Wrestling. This is when Randy was hot and he was in the NWO. So on paper, Randy's supposed to come in and just have a quick squash, and that's it. Randy, who got his start in in uh, in Nashville, in, in Knoxville, I should say, with Bobby. Bobby was in the territory that Randy got his start in. Had so much respect for Bobby that he let Bobby work the match and put Bobby over in the match. Even though that Bobby lost, he put Bobby over in the match and beat Bobby in a you know, cheating. He had to cheat to beat Bobby. Right. And um, that was late 97 on Worldwide. Um, then, a lot of people don't know that Bobby worked in the power plant. And 
was responsible, one of the one of the key players responsible for training a man that's going to be main eventing SummerSlam in two weeks, Goldberg. Goldberg. And and this is not a, a, a this is this is the one of the few things that Goldberg had it right here, okay? But Goldberg just just this past year when he sat down with uh, Steve Austin and and told about how he went to Eric Bischoff during the the time that the streak was was you know underway and that he wanted Bobby Eaton to to beat him. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can find that audio but um he flat out wanted Bobby Eaton to beat him. All right, everybody, I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, and well, be the one that, that that ended the streak. Now, I don't know what sense that would have made. <laughs> um, it would have been hilarious. Well, it certainly would have given a uh, a big push to Bobby Eaton. Yeah, would have put him right in the title pitch. <laughs> Let's see here if I can. Here we go. I think I found it. Actors and say, well, he sucks because of this. There are a lot of things that I feel like define me, but here's the one that I'm going to tell you and everyone else that I truly am more proud of than anything in the world. And I put it out on Instagram a couple months ago. Bobby Eaton. Remember? I love Bobby Eaton. Okay. This was, Bobby Eaton taught the Guerreros, Steiners, Sarge, Dallas... There's a lot of people who really helped me that a lot of people have no idea about. Like zero. Eden helped me out so much. Sting so much. We're in the middle of my streak, and I still don't know from Shinola. Right? And we're in his home freaking town. Right? And he's put me over that night. And I am begging Arn Anderson to let me put him over. Whether it's a show or not, I wanted him to be the man that night. And it meant everything to me. And at, in the beginning, I don't know what the brevity of the streak, but frick, as a man, I wanted to do that. Right. I don't want to say I'm a great guy. I just want people to understand right. that that's me. That's my thought process. And in that night, in that moment, it meant more for me to make him the guy than anything about this streak thing that they were talking about. Okay, but how did the match go down? Jackhammer, but you wanted to do... Yeah, I wanted him to pin me. Right. I wanted him to pin me. Side note. And it would have killed everything. But for me, it just, it was, man, I don't know. It was wrestling. But for me, it was the right thing to do. And I loved him, and it's the way I could pay him back. So, but I didn't know much about the business no. at that point, and I was like, "Why can't I do it?" Yeah, now, yeah. thinking back on it, it's the most ridiculous yeah. thing in the world. But it just shows my character. It, well, it, it shows just, your true character. I just love the man, and and I could never repay guys like that who made me the person and character that I was coming up. Yeah, but man, I tell you what, when you get on a light boat and you get a chance to ride on it and and, and stay on it, I get it. You, know, you got to yeah. stay on it. There you go. Here's the thing. When you came in... So, you know, he didn't get to put Bobby over, but... Bobby could have worked him, though, like Steve Regal did. A, a double count out or something. 
Mm, that's that would still would have been considered a loss. What about a no contest? Mm. But I, here's my thing. I wonder was that on? I want to know, Bobby. Let me see, Bobby Eaton versus Goldberg. Was that on TV? I'm sure oh, that I'm sure they wrestled a, a lot of times, but um, let me see, Bobby Eaton Goldberg. Um, let's see here. That doesn't say here. That that could have been a house show. I'm looking at I'm looking at the string of matches that came up though, you know, in relation to that. Bob Eaton versus Arn Anderson, WCW Pro, October '96. Scott Norton, uh, what is this? Saturday night, September '98. Uh, Booker T, Bob Eaton, May '99 on Saturday night. So. Uh, but yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely was a blow to the industry. That's, that's for damn sure. That is for damn sure. But anyways, um, well, anyways, anything else you want to talk about in regards to Bobby Eaton before we talk about the, the world that's going on right now? Oh, you touched on it. Okay. Well, Tony C, let's go around the horn and see what's going on in everybody's personal lives. I know in your life things have not have been a little, uh, a little. Uh, they haven't been uh, as smooth sailing as as it normally is. But aside from everything that's been going on, uh, anything interesting been go, you know happening? I've had people ask me a couple of things. If you've done this, if you've done that, I'll ask you about them in a minute, but. Anything interesting that uh, that you would like to uh, bring to people's attention? No, really, just dealing with you know this funeral coming up. That still hasn't happened. Yeah, it's this weekend. Oh wow! This weekend. Um. Other than that, you know, just staying out the way, you know. That's all you can do, right? Yeah. Exactly. Staying out of the way, man. You know, when we are in a COVID uh, hot spot, so at this point, it's boiling over spot. So. I, I know. I uh, we um, let me touch on a couple of things. Number one, we uh, you know my wife's uh, one of my wife's uh, closest friends. Um, her father just passed away just this past weekend from. Uh, from the virus, and, um, and she, she she went over there today to take some dinner over to the family and stuff because you know it, you know it is it's going around unfortunately, and we've got our governor Ron DeSantis. Um, I didn't vote for him; I voted for the other guy, the one that uh, that had the uh, mental breakdown and got got caught with. Uh, I guess we, I guess he was publicly outed as bisexual. What, was that what it was that happened? Something like that. Yeah. But anyways, I voted for him. And, uh, 
and uh, our governor, uh, there's a lot of governors in the news right now, but the Florida governor threatened to not pay the superintendents in the, in the 67 school districts in Florida if they did not, uh, if they put on a mask mandate order for the district. And now, many districts, why can't I say the word districts? Districts. District. It's coming District. out with a K today for some reason. District. District. <laughs> Thank you. The districts, whatever, the school boards in the 67 counties of Florida pushed back. Some of them have already recanted and have caved to the governor's uh, request. Some of the districts, the school boards, have said, okay, fine, we're not going to make the kids wear masks in school. School is starting in various parts of the country. Okay, here in Florida, I work with somebody, their little girl got COVID from going to art camp, okay, and now she can't go to, she's missing the first week of school now. First week of middle school, mind you. Okay? Yeah. Um, I believe in the, uh, in Broward it was announced just today that, uh, try to take my paychecks. They said some, some shit like that. Uh. Well, Biden already said they're going to use, like, some type of relief money. But that's not right. You can't. You can't. You oh, can't, of course, it's not right. Of you course. can't threaten a superintendent. You can't say, "Well, if you order, if you put out a, a mandate, we're not going to pay you." Threaten them with their paycheck. We're not talking about pulling funding from the from the county. We're talking about the the superintendent is not going to get paid. They won't receive their paycheck. said they go. Broward County said that screw you DeSantis. It's like they want they want and then if we end up in virtual again they're gonna be like what go to virtual because bruh all it takes is a hand of one or two or three kids to infect the whole school. And and Tony C your, your your wife is a teacher. Absolutely. Before, before the pandemic, okay, this is now all things aside, okay, we all know the real reason why parents send their kids to school. Right. It's not to get an education. Glorified babysitter. It's a glorified babysitter. And how many people do we know have sent their kids to school Sick. Sick as a dog. Sick as a with dog. With a common cold. With a common cold, the sniffles, whatever. Chicken pox. And what makes you think, okay? What makes you think that that still won't happen today? Here's the situation with my, my coworker and her little girl. Her little girl was healthy. All it took was one person, one parent to take their kid to that camp. Granted, they maybe didn't know, but maybe they did know, and they'd still say, well, you're still going to camp, so 
tough. And they send them to camp anyway. Yep. Listen, I know probably better than anybody how this spreads because it affected me. We all remember I had the virus around Christmas time. I went to a wedding in a table of 10. Okay? In a table of 10. Just at the table. Six people got it. At a table of 10. And there were 10 other tables at that wedding. So, you know, you guys, you you have to be careful, but this, this thing with, I think that's, People are, are, are so hard-pressed and so hard to, to get rid of Andrew Cuomo over, you know, some indiscriminate behavior, which I don't, I'm not condoning. But you, you did have a president that said, grab him by the pussies. That too, but we've got a person that had indiscriminate behavior and we're focusing on removing him from office. Yet we've got another governor on the other end of the country, on the other, basically on the other, uh, you know, north and yeah, south yeah, of the thing, yeah. end of the line, threatening to withhold paychecks for government employees if they don't follow his mandate. They're willing to sacrifice people, kids. Why his kids probably going to be sitting at home. Yeah, they're not going to go to school. Nope. And I'm, I'm mad nobody even asked that question. When he He's held all these news conferences and all that, and nobody's For stupidity. Sir, are your kids attending school this mm-hmm. year? That's a private question. Next. Next. There you go. Next question. No. They need to start asking that question repeatedly. You want to sit our kids out Where your kids going to be? Did you? Well, I mean, he did take his kids to a full football stadium up in Niceville last <laughs> fall. Oh, how, how nice. Or, I mean, even though it is outside, so it's kind of, you know, maybe a a little less risk, but doesn't matter. He did do that. Let, they the, let me let me tell you something. The what's the right way to put this? The he's just doing whatever the hell he wants. They don't give a damn. Nobody here. Nobody here. Okay. Nobody here. As far as I know, and I haven't been paying attention to the news that carefully recently. I kind of got newsed out, you know, with the first go around of the pandemic and then everything that happened in Surfside in June. I'm like, I'm, 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 I've had enough with the news. But I, from what little I've seen, I haven't heard anybody discuss, you know, shutting down again. I've never heard anything like that. Nobody's threatened to shut down again. So what is the big deal about sending kids to school with a goddamn mask? I don't get it. Why is it uncomfortable? We don't want to make our kids uncomfortable. Are we are we like Drake Wirtz? 
the former NXT referee who says it's a danger to kids to have masks on because it allows the Predators to do things to them a lot easier because they're wearing a mask. I don't know what planet that makes sense. But whatever. Well, what? who is this black referee in NXT? I don't know. I don't have NXT on. His sister. Okay, they got a sister referee. I see. Oh, yeah, I've seen her before. Oh, look at that. Uh, Cuomo tonight is not on, so it's going to be two hours of Don Lemon. He's always on two hours. No, but what you happened? Know, what happened to Cuomo? Anderson's on right now. Yeah, but, have, but, but there's no Cuomo on. Or is he taking a leave or something? You know he's dealing with his brother. I know, but when did he take a leave? Right, a little after this story. The story broke. Right. He hasn't been on. He hasn't been on his radio show either. All right, so let me put it on. Uh... He might be saying screw it. He might he might have quit. Nah, he won't say that to a very lucrative paycheck from CNN. He ain't, he ain't hurting for money. By the way, the main event here on NXT, Pete Dunne versus Ilya Dragunov from NXT UK. Uh, Dragunov will face Walter at NXT TakeOver 36 on Sunday, August 22nd. Um... And the reason why Pete Dunne is here in the main event today, um, uh, we'll, we'll talk about NXT here in a second, but NXT's in shambles. Somebody ruffled it. Somebody ruffled NXT's feathers this past weekend, and it wasn't Triple H. Oh man! So um, this this sister of his, this fake ponytail in her head. <laughs> Come on, man! Come on, Vince. But yeah, we've got we've got yeah. just we've got our priorities ass backwards. DeSantis doesn't want to. Oh, I hate spots like that. Did you see that? And he can, yeah. That could have gone the wrong way. Um, but yeah, DeSantis just ignoring the hard hitting questions. Whereas I don't know, did you catch Biden's press conference today? I heard him letting people have it. I heard he let people have it, but Biden tried to leave. I think twice, and he kept coming back to the podium to answer more questions. Goddamn right! And um, crazy Joe ain't playing. No, he ain't. He sure ain't. Give me four years, four years to turn this country around. <laughs> God, one day we're gonna we're gonna look up and we're gonna find Doctor Napier standing behind him. God, he's gonna come out with that white suit on. He's gonna have that same white suit Joe had on. Yep. With the vest and all. Yep. Oh, Tony, 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 Tony. But yes, things are not good right now, folks. They are not good. Things are bleak. And they they have they're not selling tickets to the high school events yet. I mean, they got stuff like volleyball and stuff. Like versus like high school football. So, so you don't want to go to a volleyball game, Tony? Hell no! I want to watch some football. No tickets on sale. I'm like, bruh. They talking all this stuff about school being in all this. We don't see. Double A say y'all ain't gonna make it to Christmas. Nah. 
just uh, wait for the first see how the first couple of weeks of school go. You're gonna see what a I'll shit think. show that's gonna be. These outbreak the outbreaks I think are gonna come more would you say at the elementary schools? Of course, but still probably the middle school those kids are gonna bring it home to their parents right. to the unvaccinated. Uh, Listen, right. I'm vaccinated, and I'm not. Right. I'm not. I'm not out here hamming it up with everybody. But the thing is, is that I could still catch it. But I know people that are unvaccinated that don't give a damn. Don't want to wear a mask or do they? No. Wanna, they don't want to do neither, huh? No. So you know, those are the people I do. Uh, I worry about, but right. I. I I myself can only do so much. I'm vaccinated, and, and if they say that a booster is necessary, I'll get my booster. Right. It's as simple as that. Um. But yeah, it's are you, are we're, we're you still saying they're not making it to Christmas. I don't think so, man. If things don't get better sooner, I don't think so. You know what sucks, Tony? Last year, last year, last October, I put down a vacation on the books early in the year, okay? At the early times of the pandemic, I had put down a vacation for October. Come come here, didn't you? This, yeah. No, no, no. I had put down a general vacation. And this was in the early times of the pandemic. And we thought, okay, well, by October, everything will be okay, and whatever. And then we'll, we, because we were thinking about, okay, maybe we'll go to Los Angeles, we'll go here, we'll go there. We were thinking of a few different places. Couldn't go, pandemic was too bad, nobody was flying, and uh, a lot of things were still closed. Disney had just reopened, finally in October, or a couple little bit before that. And we went to Orlando. We spent a week in Orlando. We rented a house and whatever. So here we are, 2021, a year later, and I put down a vacation in October again. Here we are. It's August 10th today. I had a vacation on paper of what we would like to do. I don't know if we're going to be able to do it. That's the reality of the life we're living right now. I still may do my vacation, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to really enjoy my vacation like how I want to. Will I end up in Orlando for another week? I don't know. I really I don't think so. But my, 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 my plan for this October was to drive to Tennessee and spend a week in Tennessee. And uh, I don't know if that's happening now. What part of Tennessee? Uh, we were thinking about going to Knoxville. Okay. Knoxville. So uh, so we'll see. We'll definitely have to see. I'll, I'll wait. And we'll, I guess we'll have to play that one by the seat of our pants. But, uh, but it sucks. It really does suck because... There's a lot of people out there, and some of you are listening, because you're in the same boat, 
or, or believe like some of the, some people out They're there. They're probably red like us. They don't give a damn. They don't believe in masks. They don't believe in science. They don't believe in vaccines and all these things. And they're the ones causing all these issues. And it's not just the, the regular COVID here, right? It's the Delta here, It's the here, Delta right? here, yeah. Yeah, and and, and this is now this is me talking as real as as possible. My office is getting. I just I went into the office today. I, I had the day off today. Rare, a rare Tuesday I had off scheduled because I had to take care of some personal things. But we went into the office to drop off something and you know to whatever. Nobody's in the office right now, with the exception of four or five people. And we were talking and. You know, one of the people asked us, "Hey, are, do you are you ready to come back to the office?" And you know, because they're going to start renovations here in September of the office. And I'm like, "Well, uh, you know, in reality, do I want to continue working from home? I don't have an issue with it, but I like going to the office. I like interacting with my coworkers. But if I'm going to go back to the office, I would like to go back to the office without a mask." with freedom and being able to work comfortably like I did before the pandemic. But we can't do that if you people don't control yourself and take care of each other. Take care of yourself and the, everybody. You can catch, They say you can catch the Delta even with the mask, right? Yeah. And you can catch it vaccinated as well. Yeah, mask and vaccinated. So, you know, it's not fun. Not fun at all. So, I don't know, man. I really don't know what to, what to say. Now, as for Andrew Cuomo, who's no longer the governor of New York, <sighs> what can I say? You knew that this was going to happen. Hey, man. Sometimes touching the titty is just touching the titty. can't do that anymore folks and if you do it make sure you don't run for public office but yeah you better run for president well I think he just got away because he knew the right people to pay off run for president they're not running for governor nothing like that gotta run for national office but yeah no, I'm gonna be it's going to be perverted, run for national office. It'd be a dirty old man, yeah. That's right. If you're going to be yeah. a dirty old man, just... Uh... Run nationally. Well, that's a lot of other uh, dirty, you know, <laughs> old pervy old men willing to vote for you. See, that's what him and Al Franken, you know, those were state, you know what I'm saying, their seats and stuff. Yeah. Oh, a lot of people, a lot of people realizing that man, it's per run for run for president. The bar has been set so low, he can still run for president. Oh, of course, possibly win. Of course, after the after this, uh, you know, after after the heat passes, absolutely. 
He ain't say grab him by the pussy or nothing like that. No. He just grabbed the titty, you know. Inappropriate touch here. I'm not. Listen, I want. I want their. I like my females in government, but when's going to be the day that uh, you know a story will come out that AOC inappropriately touched, uh, you know, a staffer, a staffer. Ain't no, ain't no real man gonna tell of AOC. That's the thing. Hell, if AOC touched me inappropriately, <laughs> you'd be bragging about it. Not snitching. Absolutely. Oh man. I ain't going to the. I'm gonna go to the press and say she did, and y'all been not tell. Nobody. I mean, what if? Y'all what if? Okay, tomorrow. let me, let me, let me, let me, let me put it like this. Then forget, forget that it's AOC. What if it was? Uh, what if it was Old Nancy Pelosi? Pelosi, she she inappropriately checked your oil one day. Nah, I tell on her. That's inappropriate for her old ass be touching me. Oh, Maxine Waters, I don't discriminate. It's inappropriate for her, her to be t- touching me too. Who was that chick that uh, that old that old broad that ran for president? Um, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, yeah, Liz Warren. Is, yeah, it's inappropriate for them to be running around touching people, touching men. Now you know what? what now what if I remember? <laughs> I remember. What would you do in this situation, Tony? See, because you know that people would throw their arms in a big shitstorm if something came out like this. When I was in high school, okay, I had an art teacher, I forgot her name, and there was uh, this, this uh, he was a football coach, but he doubled as a, uh, as a math teacher. And one day, the, ma- the art teacher, white woman, probably about 37, 38 years old, football coach, tall black guy, probably about the same age. And they were caught uh, performing indis- per- performing indiscriminate actions in a classroom to each other. To each other, they were having a conjugal visit probably during the lunch hour, and uh, and they got caught. I don't okay. recall anything happening to them. I don't think anything did. It was kind of like you should have locked the door type situation. They were adults being adults. They were adults being adults. Now, what if there were two senators that got caught in a broom closet at the, uh, you know, on the Senate grounds? If I catch them, I'm blackmailing. You're blackmailing. But what Absolutely. if... Absolutely. But do you think something should come out that they should resign and all that nonsense? No, preferably it's a Republican and a Democrat. So you see now that's called bipartisanship right there. <laughs> Real definition of bipartisanship. That's true. But if it's like dem on dem or Republican on Republican gotta go. Oh man. <laughs> that's why I hope it's a D on a R. Is that how you make a tea partier? 
or, or libertarian yep. or something. They're or, doing the tea party or, 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 and getting tea bags. That, that's how you make it independent. Yep, they didn't get a tea bagging. Oh man, that's funny. They were in there passing legislation, <laughs> trying to at least. If I walked in a room and and who's a prominent Democrat, like what's the light skinned guy name? Not said not Cory Booker. What's my other black dude's name? Um, out of New York. Hakeem Jeffries. And Marjorie Taylor Green is getting it on. Absolutely. They can need to stay. <laughs> now what if you walked in? Shit. Now what if you walked She'll be in? be voted out of Georgia. Now what if you walked in and, you know, because you never know. Sometimes you're you're attracted to the to somebody you never suspected, and you walked in on AOC and Bernie Sanders. God, I throw up. <laughs> I said AOC. I'm so disappointed in you this evening. It, but what if what if it happened? And walk around his draw, his tidy white is around his hell. Uh, uh, just uh, me and uh, Alexandria were just uh, we were reviewing some bills. I bet. I bet. I won't burn you out because you don't defame AOC like that. The flower her like that. You don't do that. You don't do AOC like that. Can you imagine somebody sitting her down and like, Alex, really? Out of everybody in here, Bernie. <laughs> yup. <laughs> so disappointed in you this evening. That's funny. Uh, that is not a good visual. <laughs> it's not a good visual, but it's you know it's one of those things like, hmm. I I didn't know today that uh, I learned this yesterday that Rosario Dawson is dating Cory Booker, or is married to Cory oh, yeah. Booker. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Yeah. I didn't know they got married. I didn't know they were dating. I mean, what, what, what kind of what kind of clout did he pull? Good lord! Hey man, just one of those regular guy. I mean, he ain't a regular guy. He ain't a he regular is a state guy. No. But you know, she ain't really doing much these days. Kind of off the scene. I think Clerks Three. They're in production right now. They're filming. They're doing a Clerks 3, really? Yeah. Are right, Jay and Silent Bob coming they back? They are. The whole crew is there. The whole crew? The whole crew. Oh, man. This is going to be straight to Amazon, but okay. Oh, man. No, well, hey. Clerks 2 is a great movie. 
Yeah, it has some classic lines in it. I mean, I won't I won't get into the whole thing. Uh, you know, uh, the 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 the, um, the discussion of the uh, of the racial uh, terms, but uh, but yes, that's one of those great oh. scenes in in the movie that was insensitive. But you dare frame AOC like that. You could say Ayanna Presley or Cory Bush. You gonna bring up AOC? <laughs> Birdie. Uh, well, that's funny. No brand made where fruit belong. BVDs. They still make BVDs. Yep. They do. What the I, hell? I, don't, I haven't seen BVDs in. in What's uh, in this three point five trillion? Bill that they trying to pass now. Some stimulus in there. There should be. <laughs> then we can get some. So BVD originally produced for men and women is now produced solely for men by Fruit of the Loom. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay, I didn't know that they still sold uh, BVDs. I just, I guess I haven't seen the packaging in such so long that, you know. Um, well, anything else from pop culture that you want to touch on? Oh, no. Or, or the real world? No. No? Not just. Suicide Squad bombed at the theaters. But a lot of people enjoyed the movie. I didn't see it, but a lot of people a lot of people enjoyed it. Now I didn't see the movie, but a lot of people did enjoy it. I haven't seen. I haven't sat down and watched it either. And they said that John Cena did very good in the movie. They said it didn't do as good in the theaters, which to be expected. Did you hear about Sturges this weekend? I know you heard that freaking COVID. If they did it last year, I wouldn't be surprised that they're doing it this year. No, I ain't surprised. So, doesn't surprise me. No, because wasn't that a um, a hotbed after after Sturgis last year? Super spreader event. Yep. Came back and done it again. Did it again. Oh, boy. Anyways. So let's talk about wrestling, okay? A lot of things going on. I guess we need to talk about Booker T throwing out rumor and innuendo, speculating that Ric Flair is going to wrestle in AEW. <laughs> yeah, I did. And you know what? If it does happen, I think you want, you want me to get upset about something? and be upset about uh, AEW, there would be a good reason. Tell me on what planet would it be okay for Ric Flair to wrestle? In that on a planet AEW, man. I, forget about any, any planet. I don't care what the initials are. 
Planet All Elite Wrestling. We want all the names here. We can talk Hogan and Flair and doing it one more time, hooking up one more time. Oh my God! We'll we'll do it. They wrestled for the World Wrestling Federation title in two thousand two. Yep, undisputed title. <sighs> you don't you don't think if they can get a Hogan to come in there and do it, they would? Hogan's under contract to WWE, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm just saying if he wouldn't. I just, I don't believe Booker, but if and that's even if that is even a thought, that is unbelievably sad. And again, Anything there is shock you right now. That would, <laughs> that would, um, so. Let's talk about the list of NXT releases from this past week. NXT's in shambles. Vince threw his hand in, in the proverbial cookie jar and decided that he wanted NXT to revert back to a true developmental territory system, whatever you want to call it. And wants to redo NXT, wants to do a full overhaul of NXT. And by that, he fired a lot of NXT people this past week. I'm going to read you the... uh, Let me me go here and... uh, uh, Let me see here. I'm going to... So here are the list of the stars that got released. Okay. 13 in all. Bronson Reed, Mercedes Martinez, who I think was a great hand in the ring. And she had only been in the WWE for a cup of coffee after trying to get to the WWE for 20 years. Tyler Rust, Leon Ruff, Bobby Fish of the Undisputed Era, Jake Atlas, Kona Reeves, Ari Sterling, Desmond Troy, Giant Zanier, Asher Hale, Zachariah Smith, and Stefan Smith. Now, a lot of those names we didn't we don't know too much about, but two of those names, Leon Ruff and Bronson Reed, just this past year were NXT North American champion. As a matter of fact, Bronson Reed was the North American champion uh, of note of just of recently. Okay? I'm listening. A lot of people were upset. A lot of people are still upset. Of course, people were saying, well, just go to AEW. That's not an answer. But here's what Dave Meltzer had to say, and of course, take anything that Dave Meltzer says with a grain of salt, but this is what he says. Triple H and Shawn Michaels didn't have anything to do with the cuts. It was done by Vince McMahon, Bruce Prichard, and John Laurinaitis. And the basic gist is that NXT is going to change in some ways. They think the competitors are too small and too old. 
Meltzer said that the basic feeling is that they lost the war when it came to trying to have NXT compete with AEW and indie promotions. WWE is reportedly looking to go back to the previous developmental system of hiring younger and bigger wrestlers that the company feels can headline WrestleMania. Meltzer then read off what he was told from a WWE source regarding what the company is looking for, which is as follows. No more midgets. No one starting in the 30s. They want people who can be box office attractions and main characters. Meltzer added that there are exceptions to the rule for not using smaller wrestlers, which include Adam Cole. Now, the next story goes into Adam Cole. Adam Cole had a contract extension that ends at the end of, end of uh, through the end of August. However, it is under the impression right now we have no way of confirming this that Adam Cole has in fact re-signed with the WWE and allegedly WWE has offered him a deal worth one million dollars and they want Adam Cole on the main roster so and that meeting took place this past Friday in Tampa uh, between Adam Cole and Vince McMahon uh, at Smackdown So, $1 million to keep Adam Cole in the WWE. Well, that's pennies for them, though, right? It is pennies. But, uh... Is Adam Cole, baby? But Adam Cole, I think... I think WWE signing him could be... And I want Adam Cole to stay in WWE, but the thing is, I want them to use him and use him properly. They had to swoop in before... AEW, this could very easily... This this could very easily... It's not even that. This could be very easily a signing ploy so that they lock him in and he can't go anywhere. Right, that's what I'm saying. Because I don't know if AEW would go. I mean, I, I don't. I don't. You know, anything's possible. Man. But, but I, I don't know if AEW would go in and and then throw two million dollars to Adam Cole. Because that is going to upset a lot of people. As great as Adam be. Cole is, it would upset. It would piss off a lot of people. They want to keep anybody and everybody, if they can, away from AEW. Because when Bray Wyatt no compete up, where is he going? I, I still don't think that he... There's people clamoring for the Wyatt family to reunite in the AEW. I think that's the wrong thing to do. But whatever. Whatever. Um, they ruined him when they let Oldberg. Supposedly, Bray was in the middle of 
retooling the character or, you know, trying was going to try out some new things and that Bray was actually going to return last night on Raw. Mm, the feud with who? I don't know. Bray. I agree. Once she lose the old bird, it's kiss to death. And we talked about, we, we mentioned it last week, that JoJo had been released from the WWE and we never knew it. Yeah, that's true. And but another... She's supposed to come back after that last baby, right? Yeah, but I don't think she wants to anyway. She wants to sit at home and make little White. Yeah, which is... Poor JoJo. I'm watching American Ninja Warrior. You know that that show is addicting at times. But um, I know you know what else we learned this past week, or at least recently. I don't know if it was this week or in the last couple weeks. Renee Young and her non-compete. Apparently, Renee Young had a one-year non-compete clause. Right. And uh, that's why Ray hasn't, or Renee hasn't done anything. So, I don't know. Is Becky still rumored to be coming back at SummerSlam? I have or no? no idea. I haven't heard anything otherwise. It would make sense. You know? Um... And Renee's already had Lil Dean, right? What was that? I said Renee. Renee's yeah, yeah, oh yeah, she did. Dean, oh yeah, right? a couple months ago. Now, another thing that, and you tell me, Tony, if this is uh, if uh, uh. Did you hear about the controversy at AEW involving Max Caster? No, I didn't hear about that. Max Caster, of course, uh, one half of the tag team The Acclaim with Anthony Bowens. Uh, on an episode of Dark this past week, or on or August 3rd, he rapped a song that took a shot at Simone Biles and the uh, the rape story with uh, the Duke lacrosse team. Let me see. If we'll play that audio here. I don't know if we should be able to hear it. I Right? Yeah. 
Now, so you heard that, right? Yeah. Now, that made it to air. Obviously, otherwise I wouldn't have have uh, have this audio. That made it to air on a taped broadcast. I heard the crowd reaction in Charlotte. They were they they caught the the rap. Okay? Tony Khan, or there was an uproar after it aired. Uproar. Tony Khan apologized for it, but said he edits everything that goes out on the taped episodes of Dynamite, but he can't edit Dark. He's going to have to start editing Dark and the other shows. My thing is this, that's not an excuse. You pay people to edit these shows and to review content. And if this should not have made it to air, it should not have made it to air. Let It's one thing that this aired on a live broadcast. It aired on a tape show. And by the way, right. it has since been pulled. Okay? Um, I, doesn't, I don't believe Max Caster is going to get in trouble for it. Uh, let me see here. Let me see here. Uh, let's see here. Some miles in the, Okay. They were advertised. They had 17 matches or 18 matches advertised for this week's episode of the Dark of of A of the Dark AEW Dark. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying. A- AEW Dark, okay, but the tweet had then been deleted and revised to 17 matches because they did not include the acclaims match that, you know, that was going to happen this past Monday on Dark. So nothing's going to happen to Max Caster. And again, 17 matches on one show. Oh. Ridiculous. But yeah. Oh boy. Max Caster. Watch your mouth. That's all I can say. Um, and, and wrestling wise, I mean, listen, people are... Have given a lot of people have given up on the WWE. Somebody tweeted uh, today a picture of uh, Triple H standing in the uh, in the empty Fresh Prince of Bel Air house and said that this is what Triple H looks like right now at NXT or at the Performance Center. Hmm. In the empty fresh princess God dang. There is I don't know what to what to say anymore about WWE. 
I really don't. Because there's nothing you can do to justify what's going on. There really isn't. Right. I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about some of this stuff? Hey, man. Let me tell you. Between the shitty booking and the releases and things like that, I mean, what's left, to be honest with you? By the way, you people in Canada and the UK, kiss your WWE Network subscriptions goodbye because you will now be a Peacock subscriber. People are pissed about that too. Though almost everything is there on the W on Peacock. Almost everything is there. Andrade wants Ric Flair and Charlotte to join him in AEW, of course, so he's not alone. Um, but yeah. Wrestling has just been very, very shitty in general lately. I can't even, I can't justify anything right now. I really can't. I really, really, Reginald is the, Reggie, I should say, is the only saving grace on WWE television right now. So. Um. Let me see here. Uh. I guess that's it. Even John Cena said WWE's future is a little bit less stable right now. So, I don't know. I really don't know what to say anymore. Oh, we lost Tony C. (laughs) I didn't even notice. Let me see here. Uh... Okay, I guess we'll get Tony C back in a minute. Well, let's run down... Oh, there's Tony. Tony. Now he... Okay. I was talking, man. Oh, no, I didn't hear a damn thing you said then. No, I just said that uh, WWE's uh, future is not stable, according to John Cena. Not... What the hell is not stable? What does that even mean? Meaning, with the decisions WWE's currently making, things don't look good. Future is bleak. That's why he got to come back and say today, huh? He, he's not even saying it's him. I guess. You know, man. I just found that Rock is on BT Plus, though, buddy. Really? Yeah. The entire series. I don't know if this the entire one. I'm not paying nine ninety nine for that. plus. But um, you know, Chris Jericho once. Uh, I want to see if I. I'll find somebody with access to BT plus. I already got it. Like four streaming services. Uh, I've got four too. 
I've got, uh, let me see, I've got Hulu, Disney, Netflix, Prime. Yep. I've got Discovery Plus. I got HBO Max. Uh, well, HBO Max is included with my cable. You lucky. I got Peacock. That's Pe- I Peacock got is included with my cable as well. But I pay for the pre. But I but I pay for pre. Precock. Peacock Premium. I got the premium. <clears throat> That's the one without the commercials. Even though that there's still breaks. Yeah, they still put ads in there. No, not the ads. We're talking about dead breaks, breaks of dead air. Ridiculous! Oh man, I ain't know that. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the premium premium one. That's the one I have. That's why oh, all wow. these w. That's why all these WWE things that you go back and you watch. There's breaks of dead air. I I started watching Nightmare Elm Street four, uh, and it started with a commercial. No, with the Universal beginning. Now that's a new line cinema franchise. I'm like, what the hell? This Universal could have bought the movie. New line. They could have bought the movie franchise. So, because it was on um, HBO Max, and now it's on Peacock. But yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. We need somebody to come in. And save the WWE, or just save wrestling, and and repeat these these words. Finally, there's a man who's entertaining enough and exciting enough to bring this company back to prominence and make some money for this beleaguered promotion. <laughs> That's all I wanted to play. And I'm here in the World Wrestling Federation. Yeah, that, that, by the way, that was the 22nd anniversary of that promo was yesterday. Yeah. This one that I just I just played a snippet of was the following week on Raw when he interrupted the, uh, the Undertaker and Big Show. But, uh, my goodness. Go, Jericho, go. Raise your filthy, fat little hands in the air and scream. Go, Jericho, go. Go, Jericho, go. That's probably my favorite line in that entire promo. Oh, man. Go, Jericho, go. You have a man who is good enough for you. You have a man who can make you jump up off your chairs, raise your filthy fat little hands in the air, and scream... Go, Jericho, go! Go, Jericho, go! Go, Jericho, go! He's still the only man to ever go to Congress and try to win the championship belt. Uh, I liked what he was saying. Television ratings are plummeting. Pay-per-view buy rates in the toilet. Setting program Hold on. has now deteriorated. Oh, you're here. That it changes the course of history. I think this is what he said. You think of a dawning of a new era. In this case, the dawning of a new era in the WWF. The Rock is not impressed. Thank you. 
what was once a captivating, trend-setting program has now deteriorated into a cliched, let's be honest, boring snooze fest that is in dire need of a knight in shining armor. Oh, he's talking about you and now, that's JR. why I'm here. Chris Jericho has come to save the WWF. Oh, from what? <laughs> from what? <laughs> That's a gr- that was, and and again, uh, Tony C said it in the in the beginning when he first introduced himself. And I am the new millennium for the world wrestling. Federation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's like it is a World Wrestling Federation. Uh, Hopefully, we won't have no new World Wrestling Federation champion. I'm oh a, man! Speaking a week from Saturday. Speaking of that, I was Body watching real serious and intense last night. I was watching uh, the Ted DiBiase promo with the Steiner brothers, and DiBiase forgot where the hell he was. Yep. <laughs> oh man. The WWF tag team belts are coming to us. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, and Gina, and, and he caught himself. And uh, hold on, let me see here. Let me, let me see. Can I? Let's and she's like okay for a minute there I thought we lost you <laughs> he gonna say cause just because you would deal you got with those guys so you can help them read the dinner menu. That's what don't mean nothing. That's what Kevin Nash said, yes. That's exactly what he said. So you can just that read the menu. Yeah, that. he was cold as ice as as you say. Yup. So uh, Kevin Nash hey, double A, I watched the Great American Bash in ninety eight. And why the hell who in the booking meeting said we're gonna put Piper in and, and savage together, make them tag, and then have them fight afterwards. I like, don't know, man. That's still all thinking that was been done ever in my lifetime, other than that night. Two people tag together, then I, at the end of the night they fight. I have no clue. Hold on here. That was hilarious. I'm trying to find something here. Um. I don't know if I'll find it because there was uh, and, and, and Rick Flair left at uh, Great American Bands 97 he left <laughs> Piper by himself I to beat up six well that is there we go and then when they're on the road here we go the reason the Steiners got you is so they had somebody to read the menus when they're on the road Please, you don't need to throw insults out here, Nash. We're going to find out this Saturday night on pay-per-view in Sturgis. The Sliders. Oh, wait, here we go. Holding Nash, the Outsiders, 
for the WCW Tag Team titles. Ted DiBiase, are you going to lead him to the ring in the Black Hills? I'm going to lead him to the ring, and I'm going to lead him to victory. And I'm telling you right now, you're going to have new World Championship Wrestling Tag Team Champion. Thank you. <laughs> Call this up again. I wish WWE, the WWE Network doesn't have this version. And I can't find it anywhere on YouTube. But, and I've told this story before, but Tony, you would laugh your ass off if you heard, do you remember when Travis Tripp performed a concert at Road Wild in 1998? Vaguely. Okay. So that was the year Jay Leno wrestled, right? Yep. And the they had a special uh, attraction to the pay-per-view. If you bought the pay-per-view, you got a special Travis Trick concert after the pay-per-view. Live in Sturgis. So the pay-per-view goes off the air. And they're turning things over to Travis Trick, right? But they had to kill some time between the finale of the final match and... The concert. They had to kill like 15 minutes. <laughs> and so the announcers are talking. I have this on tape in this house, okay? I do have it on tape. But it's not easy to convert this thing into a digital thing. And it's not on the WWE Network. And to the best of my knowledge, it's not on the internet anywhere. So as they're killing time... Uh, OG copy. So, so, yeah, you had to record the pay-per-view to get this. So, one of the things, before they threw it to the Travis Trick concert, was they went to Gene Okerlund. <laughs> they, they, they threw it down to Gene Okerlund, and he starts to interview the crowd. It's Sturgis. And he starts going down the line one by one, interviewing these drunk hicks. These drunk bikers. And he goes one by one after the other, insulting them, and they don't catch the joke. Mm. He's just really tearing into them. I mean, he goes up to one um, goes up to one person. Hello, sir, where are you from? Mitchell. And Gene's like, Mitchell, South Dakota? And the guy's like, yeah. Home of the world famous Corn Palace. You bet. Never heard of it. Thank you. And Gene goes on to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, then they talk about it. Uh, you know, um, he runs into a guy from Houston, and Gene goes into this thing about how he took a bump off an off a mechanical bull in a bar in Houston many years ago. Uh, he goes, oh, then then he asks a guy. What did you think about Jay Leno uh, and his performance here tonight? And a woman behind him goes, he kicked ass. And she's like, what did you say? And she, he puts the mic on her. He kicked ass. And she, you can't say that on this television program. Watch your mouth. And he goes on to the next one. And, and, and he just, he interviews like 10 people. It is hilarious. And I wish, I wish it was on YouTube. But, um, hold on, Travis. I don't think I'm going to find it, but. Oh, man. Let's see here. 
yeah, there's no, uh, there's nothing here. <laughs> there is nothing here. You gotta have dope copy. I've got. Well, I don't. Need, that's the, you have to have the the you have to have the pay per view broadcast version. That's what I'm saying. The OG copy. So, Road Wild ninety eight stream. I want to see if I can find it anywhere. Let me let me just see. What is this? This is from Daily Motion. With that stupid invitational battle royal. <laughs> um Yeah, there's nothing here. Throughout the matchup, gaining him the victory in his first ever battle royal. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna find it. It's very WCW champion in the battle royal. Yep. Yep. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, that's the WWE version. That's Lex Luger. Yeah, there's no there's no pay-per-view version here online. But that's one of my most like my most valued possessions is that tape. Mm-hmm. So one day I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out how to transfer it into a digital copy and get it on the air for us. Oh man. Um let me think. But yeah, it's uh, today is the 25th anniversary of the very first Road Wild. Also, the very last episode of WCW Saturday Night that was live. Because Saturday Night was live that night. Now, we got to talk about this some more punk before we get out of here. Okay. Because it. People give that little portion of time a whole lot of credence and credit and call it the sum of pump. To me, going back and looking at what transpired, it wasn't really a summer. It was a goddamn month. It was a month, exactly. That, right. Because he won the title at Money in the Bank. It dropped it right back. It <laughs> him. Some slam. So, somebody who's listening and watching who loves CM Punk, please comment or, or leave a note or message. How the hell if we gave him a summer just for one month? The summer consists of what? May, June, July, August, and a little bit into September. CM Punk was champ for one month. WWE champion for one month. Now, they could have called, what, 2012, from, what, the end of 2011 to, to 2012, the year of Punk. That would have made more sense. Yeah. Now I think about it. People was walking around. Still to this day, they call July 2011 when he won that title. Oh, I guess when he started with the pipe bomb, they start that started the summer of punk. 
wasn't really no summer. Based on what I've seen, and, and I have to correct the record. I don't know if you know this, Double A. For a long time, I had a problem with Vince McMahon because I felt he slighted Rey Mysterio after he lost to John Cena. Yeah. And didn't get his title match. That's right. He did receive a rematch. No, didn't he, didn't he fight Del Rio that night after on Raw? Because um, it was supposed to be Paul. Remember. The winner was supposed to face Rey Mysterio that next night on Raw. That would be the... Let me see. I don't remember. Let's, let's Google that. I might be right. Rey Mysterio still probably ain't get a damn rematch. Cause I think Del Rio fought somebody else at the Night of Champions. Cause CM Punk ended up fighting Triple H, and he got the belt back at Survivor Series 2011. Okay, SummerSlam. Well, I'm trying. 2011. Took place. Oops. Hold on. I like to be right. When I, I give people grief. I'm Googling it right now. 2011. Eight. I'm trying to find here some interesting. I'm, I'm just looking at interesting shit right now. Okay, it took place on August 14th, so we got to go Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. Raw. August. Go. 8.15. 11, 15, 2011, there it is, okay. Took place in San Diego, California. I'll need to see the match resort. Makes his way to the ring. Triple H leaves him in the ring. Where are the results? Okay, he did. They plug Alberto Del Rio defending WWE Championship against Rey Mysterio. Yup, that happened. So Rey did get a rematch. Eventually, yeah. Took a little while, but he, he did get it. Yep. He didn't get it after he lost. He's supposed to got it at Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank should have been a three-way. And another thing, Surfer, I know you're somewhat listening. Do you know that CM Punk, John Cena, never beat CM Punk for the WWE title? That John Cena never did? Nope. 
That's all right. No. Every time him and Cena fall, either one on one or three way, he always CM Punk always won. I just find that uh, Super Cena, and I've been on the SummerSlam being too lately. Oh yeah. John Cena's only won the WWE title one time at SummerSlam, and that's when he defended it against Chris Jericho. So, everybody just keep that little tidbit in mind. He lost to Edge. He lost to Daniel Bryan. He lost to Brock Lesnar. Lost to Seth Rollins. Yeah, the last four times he didn't fought for the WWE title, he lost. That's SummerSlam. So SummerSlam has not been friendly to John Cena. No, he has not. <laughs> nope. Where is Surfer when I'm sprouting off these? The illustrious facts. I don't know you see the mark and you don't like it. <laughs> He's got a scorecard somewhere. <laughs> you have a rationale, you know, about Of course it. he does. See, John Cena was about to go shoot a move, okay? So, he had, to, so, so he had to leave on the way out. <laughs> he had to do the job, do the job on the way out. <laughs> it's the right thing to do, okay? <laughs> Is the right thing to do, okay? Always justified. Right. Just like it'll justify how The Rock never <laughs> won the WWE title. Never won a match when he was the WWF champion at WrestleMania. Oh, never successfully defended it. Or Dwayne. Uh, I find little, little obscure things like that, man. I look for trends in WWE, WWF at the time. It's a whole bunch of them if you, if you sit back and pay attention and come to the main event spots. I'm telling you, Double A, if you go, go on the little SummerSlam bench, you're going to see how people went from the main event, the mid-card, back to the main event. you like, what the hell? Randy Orton went from World Heavyweight Champion, the mid-card, the He's been all main over. event. He's been all over the right. He's been all over the board at SummerSlam. Now he's feuding with his protege Riddle, <laughs> but that'll be a good match, I think. Not enough build for SummerSlam, but it'll be a good match. They gotta have some filler. Yeah. So SummerSlam will be four hours. Four hours, probably. God, no. in a stadium. With so, uh, what was with the bullseye rumor that they might cancel it? Well, I don't know. It, but 
you know, if things get worse, who knows? Anything's possible at this point. Are the numbers going up like that in Vegas? I don't know. I haven't been following, but I haven't heard it otherwise. Uh, let's see. Las Vegas. Uh, COVID. The Floridians are heading that way. <laughs> uh, from Florida going. Let's see. People coming from Florida. Numbers going to rise. It's a high up. transmission state right now. Right now, in, in, in the last 14 days, they've reported 12,398 new cases, but that pales in comparison to the 21,000 reported in a single day in the state of Florida. Right. That's a two-week period for Vegas. And is the Delta out there yet? Uh, I'm sure it is. As of uh, yesterday, they reported uh, 2,443 new cases of COVID, so... Not, uh, you know, it's bad, but it ain't, it's it's worse in other places, obviously. I think these states should, should start banning people that come from, like, the hot, the hot states. I know, right? If you from the, don't come, bro, bring your ass up. Go home. Right, turn around. New. I wouldn't be mad if I went to buy a ticket if I'm from Florida and they say, okay, are you vaccinated? They ask these questions as I'm buying my ticket. I say, yes. If you say no, you can't come here. Now. Matter of fact, you ain't able to get on the plane. Yeah. Now, um... We're going to see what happens here because uh, how many people attend this event, how many tickets WWE sold. They have a capacity of 72,000. There was a uh, Garth Brooks concert that took place on July 10th that had 68,000 people there. So we'll see. We'll see. Oh, with that. Hmm? I say good luck with that. I know. I know. So, we'll have to see. 68,000 for Garth Brooks. WWE, if you get 68,000 people in there, well, you know. Super spreader. Uh, let's see. COVID and I know some Floridians are going. You know some Floridian people from Florida are going. Says here, in October they were only operating at at, a, at uh, three thousand percent, or three thousand, a three percent capacity. But you know, I'm sure things have changed since then. So. The Floridians get down. You ain't got no Delta. It's on its way. <laughs> we ain't talking about the airline, goddamn it. Uh, this was as of June 29th that as of uh, as of June 29th that WWE had sold anywhere between 36 and 37,000 tickets. Uh, the current capacity for Ticketmaster at that time was 41,000 tickets. 
So, so I don't know. I don't know. But I have a feeling WWE is going to try to stretch it out as much as they can. Oh, yeah. That was June 29th. Let me see. Is there any other... Uh, June 29th. I'm trying to see if there's any other new updates. Yeah, there's no other uh, new updates. The average ticket price of SummerSlam is $220. So... That's that's pretty stiff for me. In general, it's stiff. Right. All right. Um, I think that is it. I don't know if there's anything else we need to touch on. Let me refresh. Make sure nobody dropped dead. People die on Wednesdays for some reason. Um, and Wendy Williams is still a tranny. <laughs> I can't stand her. I really can't. Piper! Piper! When was that? Oh, Flair. Flair. That was Ric Flair. That's right. Happy birthday to uh, Michelle Rhodes. We talked about your husband a lot today. Uh, Cody's mother. Um, the Undisputed Finale. So it's Adam Cole against uh, Kyle O'Reilly will be a two out of three falls match. That'll take place at TakeOver 36. The first fall chosen by Kyle O'Reilly will be a singles match. Uh, I think we've got... uh, Here we go. Traditional match. The second fall will be a street fight. Third match, if necessary, and you know it always is, will take place inside the confines of a steel cage. We call that... In the old days, we used to call it the three stages of hell. If I'm not mistaken, right, Tony C? Yep. Now it's a two out of three falls match. That's what they called it at No Way Out 2001. Yes, yes they did. And uh, they did it one other time in No Way Out, if I'm not mistaken. It was Triple H and HPK. They did a three stages of hell. Oh, that was at Armageddon. It was at Armageddon. Yep, Armageddon 2002. All right. Yep. Um... I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we need to touch on. Somebody ref- asked why the hell did The Rock have a, a theme song in 1999 for one day? Not the not the Method Man theme. There was another theme song that he used that was only used once that sounded ridiculous. I remember that. Um, he was the World Wrestling Federation champion at the time. Um. Oh, another uh, couple of other people, uh, wrestling personalities, did die this past week. Burt Prentice 
was a um, a promoter in the Memphis area. And there was one other person, Burt Prentice, Bobby Eaton, and uh, oh God, who was the other one? There were there there was three of them. Burt Prentice, Bobby Eaton, and it was somebody. I said, "There's no way WWE's going to acknowledge him." Um, and it's a name of note too. Um, oh shit! Double A Wild when the Horseman and came and took over the announce booth. Did nobody run? But when the NWO did it, because when the NW when uh, the Horseman took over the announce booth, they're they're classy individuals. They don't run off the announcers. Jody Hamilton. Oh, but we did talk about Jody Hamilton last week. We talked about the assassin. Yeah. Nick Patrick's father. Me and Phil talked about that last week. So. Oh, boy. Ruby Riot is supposedly going to be debuting in AEW very soon. I'm watching this clip of Nitro. On YouTube, they got the whole WCW locker room spray painting uh, NWO limo. I saw that recently. A wet limo, by the way. We don't know. A wet limo. (laughs) You said when? A wet limo. Oh, yeah, a wet limo because it's raining, right? That was the night I think Sting turned on WCW. Yeah. Or they thought Sting had turned on WCW. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm watching this clip to see if Bobby Heenan going to get up and run. <laughs> I don't think he did. No, he didn't. In fact, I think he yeah, rose, he rose his uh, fingers up in the air. I, because I just saw that about a week ago. Bobby Heenan had a man crush on Goldberg, too. Oh. I love him. Oh, yes. 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 They love Goldberg, man. Oh, boy. And I didn't get to talk about this because I think I had it uh, during the the week that Tony C was out, but it, it I had it before I knew Tony C was not going to be with be on the show last week. I did have the Popeyes Nuggets. Forgot to talk yeah. about this. Very underwhelming. Extremely I underwhelming. Can only imagine. Oh. Oh. And Popeyes need to be ashamed of themselves charging twenty six dollars for eleven pieces of chicken. I know, right? That's ridiculous. I know, right? It's ridiculous. Twenty-six bucks for eleven pieces of chicken, man. So disrespectful. Yeah, but it's worth it. <laughs> I'll be down. It's not like churches. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you ain't lying about that, man. I'll churches, saying, I'm sure man. churches charge the same. Yeah, but now nah, for twenty-six dollars to churches, you get fifty pieces of chicken. Let me. That's a lie. Let's see. You'll get 50 pieces of chicken. Churches.com. And if I see that you're selling tacos, I'm going to throw a fit. 
Uh, <laughs> menu. They got a chicken sandwich. Uh, let's see. Family meals. Here we go. Uh, feed six. That's it? That's it. A feed eight meal, but it doesn't tell me how much. They sell. They sell now bourbon black pe- bourbon black pepper smokehouse chicken. What the hell that is? Oh, and I did. Somebody reviewed. Oh, that was another thing. So, so I've been. I was asked. Number one, have you tried White Castle yet? No, right? No. You would have told I me. Ain't got to yeah, go you up in there. You would have told me if you did or not. There was another right. one. Um, Hungry Howie's. Have you tried that? Hell no. Yeah, I had them. I used to get their subs, like the pizza. The pizza sub. The pizza is horrible. <laughs> but but uh, but the subs were okay, or marginal. I've been told that the subs are okay. Right. Sub mar- subs marginal. Another thing, and because I know that you're excited at the return of Bojangles. They were. I saw yeah. a video. Somebody reviewed the new Bojangles chicken sandwich, and called it the worst chicken sandwich they've ever had. Yeah, that sounds about right. Stop missing chicken. Stop getting. Stop with the chicken sandwiches, people. Everybody think they can do a chicken sandwich now. There's no need anymore for too many damn chicken sandwiches. We don't need it that many sandwiches anymore. Chick fil A started them. I, but Tony, a chicken sandwich, you can only go so far with a chicken sandwich. And to be honest with you, a chicken sandwich in reality isn't all that special or all that great. Yeah. It's a chicken breast in between a hamburger bun. That's it. There's nothing overly special about that. Unless it's Chick-fil-A. Not even. I'm not talking about the good, the bad. No, I'm not talking about the good or bad. I'm talking about the design of a chicken sandwich and the simplicity of it. There's nothing special about a chicken sandwich. So getting into this whole chicken sandwich war thing is ridiculous. And if you're still debuting chicken sandwiches at this stage in the game, you probably should not be in the chicken business or stick to what you know you shouldn't be screwing around with this anymore a favorite has already been decided you right about that Jesus you go to the deli I I was in Publix on Sunday Saturday or Sunday and I'm going through the as I always do I always you know peruse the deli just to see if there's something interesting, and I peruse the hot cakes, the hot cakes, and what do I see sitting there, wrapped in one of those foil sacks, a Publix crispy chicken sandwich. <laughs> I mean, come on, really? By the way, I love Publix because you can get twenty wings for like ten dollars. Yeah, but I don't. That's li- what I be talking about. I don't like their wings that much. Oh, they're breaded wings. Are they're, they're on point. They're not, not hot and spicy. They're very. It's just too much. Oh no, they're, 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 they'll they'll eat you up. But the point is, is that I'm not a big. Uh, 
there's a taste with Publix's chicken that I don't like. And the regular chicken, I agree with you. I no, I'm talking about across the, the wings, board. They have a certain... Wings are solid. They put something in their, their chicken across the board. Roasted, fried, whatever. The wings, the same thing. That it just it turns me off. I don't know what it is, but they put something that I don't like. And then my Walmart ranch wings... I swear by them too. Walmart well, I've ranch had, wings. I've had some fried chicken certain. from Walmart in the past, and, and I, I will admit, has been pretty good. Walmart, it got to be the ranch. Got to be the ranch wings. I got to tell you one that I, I now I don't know if you've ever had it, and I don't know if they have it there, but down here, uh, when when Dixie was big. And it's, you know, it, you still can find yeah, a Winn-Dixie chicken. Winn-Dixie had a wing bar that it was self-service. And, I heard about that. And not all the Winn-Dixies had the same flavors. But if you went to a certain Winn-Dixie, like, for example, there was a Winn-Dixie by my old job that I used to go to once in a while. They had ten flavors of wings. They had your standards, your teriyakis, your barbecues, your buffalo, your plain, your roasted, and all that stuff. But then they had the odd flavors. Your ranch, your salt and vinegar. Um, there was a few other odd ones in there. And I'll be damned, Tony C. I got a couple of those salt and vinegars one time. One of the, one of the best things I've ever had. And it doesn't sound, a, doesn't sound appealing, but it was damn good. It was damn good. And I don't know if they still sell it, but um, but yeah, it was damn, damn good. And also, if you've got a fresh market, depending on um, depending on uh, how big it is, they will also have a wing bar. And their wings are very good, but their wings are roasted. They're not fried. Gotcha. But, uh, but yeah, I used to go to Winn-Dixie all the time and get, and get their wing bar for lunch. Because you could get there a bucket of wings for like six bucks. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And, and, and the thing with Winn-Dixie, and I don't know if it's changed. I would assume it has with, with COVID. But with Winn-Dixie, it was however much you can fit in the bucket. Fill it up to the rim. Fill it up to the rim. The bucket was like, I think the bucket was six ninety nine. And the but the key that, that there were certain rules. The bucket had to close. You had to be able to put the lid on, and things like that. But it was however much you could fit in the bucket. And I remember getting out of there twenty twenty five wings for six ninety nine. Was an easy dinner, and it was damn good too, with different flavors. That's what I like about Buffalo Wild Wings, but I don't get them as much as I used to. Right, I don't, I don't really mess with Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm more of a, I like Hooters over there. I don't know. I've never, if, I've if had Hooters wings, wings once, but Hooters. I've had Hooters wings once, but now I know you don't have this up there, but down here in South Florida, and we have some listeners that are that live in this area, and they probably will will back me on this. The best local wings. In South Florida, so this, so next time you come to, to my neck of the woods, Tony, you gotta go here. It's Flanagan's. Flanagan's has Flanagan's has 
without a doubt, in my opinion, some of the best damn wings on the market. And every time we go to Flanagan's, we always get wings. It's it's like a prerequisite if you go to uh, Flanagan's. You need to get wings. You have to. And I always get the same thing when I go, but wings is always, always on the menu. And there's like 20, 30 locations down here, but it's only local to South Florida. And uh, uh, it's a sit-down restaurant, by the way. It's not a, not a, uh, you know, not one of these places where you walk up and, and walk away with a sack of food. No, it's a sit-down. It's an actual sit-down restaurant. And uh, it's a bar and grill type thing. It's a good place to go and, you know, hang out and get drunk until 2 o'clock in the morning. And you go home and contemplate, you know, your life and things like that. What you did. What you did with your life, exactly. Exactly. Um, see, now I want some damn Flanagan's wings. I haven't had them. <laughs> I haven't had them in a while. Um, yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go, man. I might have to go this weekend and, and treat myself to some Flanagan's. I, get, I usually get the same thing. I get a, a Caesar burger, and um, they sell curly fries there. So it's, I usually get a Caesar burger with fries and an order of uh, chicken wings. And sometimes we get uh, rib rolls. Those rib rolls are good. Oh. Egg, they're, they're essentially egg rolls filled with barbecue rib meat, cheddar cheese, barbecue sauce, and sometimes grilled onions, I think. And that's it. And fried like an egg roll. Best damn thing you could, you could just put in your mouth and just, wow. 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 Um, let me see. I guess that's it. That's it. So, I was going to do on the spot, but the hell with it. Uh, to see if there were any Cuomo supporters out there. <laughs> but, uh, but I doubt it. All right, let's remind everybody what's going on here on the network. And, of course, if you are listening live, the keyword is live, we are going to rebroadcast the Jim Cornette experience, the tribute to Bobby Eaton, immediately following the conclusion of this broadcast. Tomorrow night, the Mark Order podcast at 10.15 following AEW Dynamite. Don't forget, Turnbuckle Throwbacks will be live this coming Friday at 7 p.m. with Phil and Jay and who knows who else. Rampage debuts this coming Friday on TNT. So, uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. The Shining Wizards will be live on Monday night at 7 p.m. This program, episode 699 in a series, the Go Home to SummerSlam, will take place next Tuesday, 9 o'clock, right here, right here on radio. And, uh, and that is that. And don't forget, the 700th episode of The Rant, live Saturday, August 21st. Right now, like I said, I believe our start time is going to be 4 p.m. And that's that. Any final thoughts, Tony C? Hey, man. It's great to be back. Yes, it is. One more closer to 700. I know, right? Still can't believe how many times, how many shows I've done. Hard to digest, to be honest with you. And I got some good ones to flash back to on my hit list. Oh, my God. 700. 
you better you better show oh. me that list soon because I got to be able to pull some of those and uh, and have oh. them ready so I can't so I don't be dropping them um, just uh, during the show. I want to have them ready. Okay, before we end the show, well, you don't have to send them to me today, but I'm just saying have it to me here in advance so that I could uh, pull the audio at least ne- by next week. So I can start preparing myself for what you for what we got for the audience. Have you been watching this new commercial where uh, this Dorito commercial where they go to Blockbuster? Oh, I ain't got a chance to catch that. Oh my god! And uh, let me let me touch on something else here. There was a commercial that about near threw me out of my chair um, this past uh, uh, earlier today. A commercial about women pooping. Alrighty then. It was on TLC. Let me see. Can we? Pop? Oh, here we go. It's for Garden of Life Probiotic. Listen to this. This is the this is the actual commercial, Tony. Being a human is hard, especially if you're a woman who's also having trouble doing that totally normal thing all humans do, but not all of them like to talk about. Oh, are you talking about pooping? Let's just say Garden of Life's doctor-formulated women's probiotics help your digestion so you can be a more regular human. I'm comfortable talking about poop. You can just say poop. It's 2021. I think everyone knows that women poop. I love pooping. You poop, girl. Plus, did you know that the 40 billion probiotics found in Garden of Life can help support immune system health? Oh, are you poop-splaining me right now? Wow. Don't be shy about pooping. Pooping is powerful. This is my favorite part of the day. I poop. She poops. All women poop. I'm a woman, and I poop. I'm a woman, and I poop. I'm a woman, and I poop regularly. Thanks for the poop powerment. I'm not saying poop powerment. I'm pooping right now. Look for Garden of Life, the number one probiotic that helps women, number two. And it can even help maintain healthy pH and yeast levels. Oh, are we talking about my vagina now? Whoa. (laughs) Well, all right. That is... Yeah, they salute the TLC for putting that on. I uh, there was a there's another version of the commercial, especially if you're a woman. Who's this one? And I poop. I'm a woman, and I poop. Oh no, that's the same commercial. Oh no, here's here's the 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 other the other version of the commercial. I'm going to skip ahead at least to the end. Here we go. Pooping is powerful. I'm a woman pooping on TV. Look for Garden of Life, the number one probiotic that helps women, number two. I'm a pooping woman, and I approve this message. I'm a woman pooping, and I approve this bitch. I mean, my goodness. I'm dead, yo. That threw me out of my chair when I saw that this afternoon. I couldn't believe it. Me too. I couldn't believe it. I had to rewind and look at the commercial like three times because there was these broads sitting on the john, openly dis- discussing their their fecal habits. Disgusting. Anyways, with that said, for Tony C, for everybody listening live and everybody on the download, don't forget, again, if you're listening to us live, a rebroadcast of the Jim Cornette Experience is coming up next, celebrating the life of Bobby Eaton. I'm Double A. 
Have a good night, everybody.